With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming to you from Michigan, USA. And listened to by people all over the planet. Get ready to be safe and sound with Sean Sparkman. Sparkman. Never take your eyes off your opponent, even when you bow. Welcome to the Safe and Sound Podcast. This is your host, Sean Sparkman. Uh, I'm very excited to be bringing a unique individual to you today. His name is Ivan Ants, And Ivan has been in Inc. 500 magazine a couple of different times as an entrepreneur of the year. And he's one of the founders of a company called Philanthro Investing. And Ivan, thank you very much for being on the show today. No, you're welcome, Sean. Thank you for having me. Can you tell people a little bit about your story and who you are? Oh, I have my first uh, company that was uh, leasing my go-kart to kids of uh, my neighbors. And then, you know, I grew up, and in the, in the time that I was around the, in my 20s, I got involved. I, I was a successful entrepreneur, but I was feeling, I was feeling that, you know, this, uh, you're running companies and you're building the companies, and then I was feeling like I was just playing money for money. I was actually very deeply involved in buying and selling cars, and I have dealers, and then I put a, I start developing a, a land, and I buy and sell land. And I got involved in the speculative investment world. As, a, as I got involved in the speculative investment world, because I was looking at what to do with the money that my companies were producing, I decided to say, okay, I need to invest this money. So I will learn how to trade stocks and Forex and Bitcoin and all of that. And when I was doing that, what happened is that I got uh, very, very frustrated and kind of depressed because I was feeling that I lost purpose. I was just behind the computer, just buying and and trading these numbers in the computer. And then, you know, I started with, 30,000, I went from 250,000, and then the, in one week when I want to see that, the account was again in 30,000, and then up to 50,000. And I say, oh my gosh, these guys are all day behind the computer just playing with numbers and selling and buying numbers, kind of like that. And I say, this is not life. This is not really kind of investing. This is another job of a guy, you know, working in a computer for the market. Then when I actually you know, got this uh, level of, of uh, frustrated, I say, you know what, I need to find something that can actually give, give not only money, which is necessary for the survival in this planet, but also give a feeling of, a fulfilling of, of a heartwarming moment. And that's where I actually say, you know what, I, I, was, I was thinking on this idea and I had my private neighborhood where I was just buying and selling lots, and I was also feeling money for money. And then this family came to me. It was in my car. And when they are in my car, these two kids in behind, behind my, you know, in the seats behind, the back seats, 
they say, Daddy, 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 we want to live this, in this neighbor. We want this lot, you know, how we can build this home here. And, you know, nine years old kids, seven years old kids. Yeah, so the, the dad comes down the car, you know, comes out of the car. And then he says, hey, you know, my kids love this. My family loves this, but I cannot, I don't have $50,000 to buy this lot. And I say, okay, can you access to the credit? Like, can you get the credit on the bank? And, and they give, give you financing. And then he says, no, really, no. I I don't qualify for a loan in the bank because my credit score is not good. And this was happening in Argentina where I was born. And the thing is that as soon as he says that, I say, okay, how much you can give us a down payment? And he says, well, I live check by check. I, I, I cannot give a down payment. Then when that happened, I say, you know what? Gave me an idea. The lot is yours. How the lot is mine? Yeah, the lot, the lot is yours. How, how much can you put per month, can you pay per month in order to live in this lot, to be your lot? And the guy says, well, I can pay $400 a month, $500 a month. And then I say, that's, that's it, okay. That's yours. You will pay this lot in 10, 12 years, whatever the financing terms come. And then we invited the whole family out of the car and we prepared for it and we told them and we prepared for another day, two days after. And they came to the lot and they planned uh, two uh, torches with fire and we put the fire and then we cut the green ribbon and then they planted a tree as a family. And now when I saw the green on their faces, meaning like the smile on their faces, I thought, you know what, this is, uh, this is literally amazing. This is something that needs to be developed worldwide, this real estate philanthropy investing. And that's, that's a really cool story because it goes back to what life is truly about, which you and I were talking a little bit about before we even jumped on the, you know, the call today, do the recording. And, you know, I truly believe, and if you listen to some of my past episodes, that life's about relationships and how you can serve other people. And I find it absolutely fascinating that, I mean, as a seven-year-old in Argentina, for one, <laughs> you started a business at seven years old and started making money. And then you went throughout the rest of your story where, you, you know, you get, got to the point where you were just simply trading numbers and found that you were completely unfulfilled. And I know that lots of people have felt that way or feel that way about their jobs. And so it's really cool that you finally found something that gave you fulfillment. And of course, it came from that connection with other people. Exactly. It came from the connection with other people, uh, Sean. And, and what is uh, really cool about it is that I told my wife at that time, I, I say, hey, Bella, what about if we actually export this idea? And we, we were thinking in moving to the U.S., you know, and, you know, we was not doing it, but we were thinking in it. And and 2010, I started going back and forth to the U.S. and different uh, business uh, trainings, business courses, uh, masterminds, things like that. And I decided to to create real estate philanthropy investing in the U.S. because I discovered that 50, more than 50% of the U.S. do not qualify for a traditional mortgage. On the other side, more than 50,000 homes get foreclosed every single month. So you have 50,000 foreclosures and you, and you have 50% of people who don't qualify for a traditional mortgage. So you see, there is where you have a problem. And so I needed to start finding out and discovering how to design 
a business that someone can own, a turnkey business, to actually solve that situation. So I, I launched the first real estate philanthropy investing company in the world in 2014, and I call it Equity and Help, Growing Your Capital While Helping Families Own their home. Equity and help. I like the, the title of the company, but the, the concept and what you're doing to help not only the people that, like you were saying, need homes and need places to live and they don't necessarily have the credit to be able to get a mortgage or whatever it is on their own, while at the same time involving business owners or investors or people that have some money that they want to put somewhere to also help other people. I, I like that. And I, I like that you use the word philanthro investing. How, did you create that word or where did that come from? Yes, yes. I actually was taking a shower one day and you know when you have these shower moments like these. Oh uh, yeah, the best ideas come, come in the shower, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This God revelation, you know. And then God sent me this picture of the future where people were not going to be just throwing money away on things that do not make sense. They were not being going to be gambling anymore in 20, 30 years from now. They were not being going to have, we were not going to have so much casinos and, and lottery things and all these things that is just gambling. And and that was the vision that he sent me. And, and he gave me this word, philanthropy investing. And I say, what, what are you trying to communicate to me, God? You know, and, and so I exactly what happened to me that I was depressed by playing with these numbers and throwing money away and then I discovered that 450 billion dollars every single year are going to the gambling industry 450 wow. billion dollars and then 90 percent of the stock traders season and new lost lose money in the stock market 90 percent that $450 billion number is a huge number that's going to the gambling industry. That is absolutely incredible. I didn't know it was that high. I always knew there was a big number out there, but I didn't know the actual statistic. So it's cool that yeah. you're you know, trying to take some piece of that and change people's mindset. And I know you focus a lot on education and that you provide a lot of educational resources. Why are you focusing on education instead of maybe some other areas that are out there? Because I think that there is um, four different levels of why people do something and why people don't do something, basically. And the first level in the very bottom is that they don't care. That's the first level. You know, you have an employee and he don't want to do something because he don't care. Like, he don't care about the company. He don't care about anything like the person don't care about the humanity or whatever, so he don't care. And so that people go to the casino and just throw the money away because they don't care. Then when you come a little bit above that, you have the people that don't want. So they care, but they don't want. And it's an almost everything in life. You can use this knowledge even with your kids. Then above that, now the person cares, the person wants, but now the person don't know. So... They don't do it because they don't know. So they want to help the humanity. They want to help the company, but they don't know actually how or even exists a possibility of doing so. And then now that the person knows how have the kind of the knowledge, the next 
point is they don't understand. So when you have someone that cares and then wants and then knows, and now you give them the education and understand, now the person can communicate with it, it can act, it can go into action and do the thing. So the higher level of operation of living is when you, when your kid, with your employee, your everyone actually care, want, know, understand, and go into action in that thing. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I like the way you break it down into the four different levels. Because you, you get the I don't care and then the I want. Once you pass those, that's where like what you're doing, the education comes in. One of the reasons that this show exists is to get people like you that are out there educating and understanding and serving people to help them get that understanding and the knowledge in that next level so that they can do the things like what you're talking about doing. Exactly. Exactly, Sean. So the the main thing here why we are educating is because First of all, you need to know, let's say, you know, I believe that 97% of the humanity, or let's say, let's be more conservative, 80% of the humanity is good intention people, is, is good intention people that really care about others, that really wants the humanity to thrive, that really wants this planet to actually be a planet that multiple generations can actually enjoy, not just us, but the next generations to come. And as even you have the Asian culture that believes that, you know, this is just one lifetime and they will live more than one life. And so you have all of these, the, the care, the care for the humanity and the, for the planet is there in 80% of the people. They want to help? Yes, they want. Okay, so now they don't know that philanthropy investing and that the philanthropy investor concept exists. Who is a philanthropy investor? A philanthropy investor is someone who invests their money and or time to promote human welfare while earning a financial return. And it's a combination of the two words, philanthropy and investing. Because not all the people is ready to do philanthropy and donate millions and billions of dollars as Bill Gates or Warren Buffett and these the billionaires do. But most of the people that have some money set aside, that have some savings, they know that it's better than that money to be invested in a smart way uh, than to be sitting in a bank account producing almost nothing. So what they are missing is a technology, a way to actually put that money to work in the way that helps the humanity improve while it's making a financial return. So that's what philanthropy investors brings about with multiple industries and multiple companies that allow philanthropy investors to grow their capital while they are helping others. I absolutely love the concept. And along the way to coming up with that concept, obviously you had a long path. I mean, you started seven years old with your own business and you've had multiple businesses throughout then and you still do today. So along that way, I know that you had some kind of failures. Everybody does. And the reason I bring that up is every episode, I, I always ask my guests, what's something that you failed at in life? And it doesn't have to be related to business. It's whatever you're willing to share. But the reason I ask the question is because failure is very important to me because I believe that failure is something that you have to do as a person and it's going to happen to you no matter what. 
It's about how do you handle that failure and use it to grow and then give back even more once you've done it. So what's something that you failed at, Ivan? So one thing I will say that comes to mind is the trial and error that it took to actually go to the to the point where I have the clarity of the vision of where I'm going. So I needed to have a lot of trial and error in two in two different areas. One, clarifying the purpose, clarifying the vision of the company. So to actually get it to the point of the real, real creation that I am trying to produce for this planet. Because we all as human beings come to the planet for a reason. It's not that just our parents, you know, just brought us to this planet. Oh my gosh, it was my parents' fault that they brought me to this planet. That's like, that's not correct. So every human being has a mission and a purpose and they are responsible why they arrive as, you know, as human beings in this planet. So I believe that all of us has a responsibility and a purpose and a mission that to find, to find out, to, to discover and, and that's actually one of the trial and errors that took me a while, and I was frustrated many times, you know, and it was just conversations with myself and with others and this, and until I discovered that that vision, which is actually the the vision for, for philanthropy investors, and that, that vision itself that I want to actually uh, share with you is imagine, like, Imagine if we have the possibility of having a planet that can be totally reinvented and we had the opportunity to create the ideal planet. What that will be? Because we have put in a lot of energy, Sean, uh, we are putting a lot of energy into sending people to Mars and conquering Mars when we have not conquered planet Earth. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. There is this situation that's going on because imagine if we put all that same energy on trying to conquer other planets in conquering this planet. It will be just amazing. So finding that finding that vision, it was uh, really, really something important for me because it clarified in a way that allows me to then create, like it gave me the foundation, you see? Gave me the foundation to actually go and create in that, in the direction that I wanted to create. And that vision is so simple as, if you actually think on a planet Earth that can be reimagined and reorganized towards a far greater ideal, where every family will live in their own happy home, where individuals eat organic and pure food, where animals and humans drink pure water and, and breathe air that is pure. Millions of lives are protected from structural damage. The world is able to acquire the energy it needs without wires or electrical structures, and where every functional space is created and renewing its own energy. It is a world without illiteracy. It is a world of wellness, not disease. A world where individual talent is recognized and developed a world in which true financial freedom is brought about with knowledge, engagement, fulfillment, and high purpose, not just money not just money for money. See? 
So, and that, that was, was one. And the other challenge, failure that I had was uh, I needed to leave Argentina with $3,000 in my pocket because Argentina was not allowing me to buy U.S. dollars because they were not wow. paying the currency. And they were not right. allowing to tra transfer money out of the country. So I literally took $3,000 in my pocket and I flew to the U.S. Starting from scratch, right? Exactly, exactly. And that was 2014. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, uh, one of my favorite stories is from one of my uh, favorite guys that I listen to. His name's Tony Robbins. I'm sure you've heard of him. Uh, I, I love all of his stuff, the positivity, the gratitude. You know, it just plays right into, you know, serving other people. But I love his story of like, he literally gave away his last $10 bill. <laughs> he gave it away to somebody else, not knowing where he was going to get any money from. And it was just that giving attitude. And, you know, I just love stories like that and a story like yours, like, you know, you came to this, the country with $3,000 and now you've been able to build a business and, you know, help other people and serve other people. And it's all through that attitude and what you're doing in that service, which is, you know, amazing. That's beautiful. Yes, it's, it's totally correct, my friend. And, um, you know, there is, a, there is a discover also that happened uh, recently, actually, that that says that by measuring hormones and and mind activity, researchers have proven that being helpful to others release dopamine, which is the feel-good chemical in our brain. Yes, and lights up the same part of the brain as receiving rewards or experiencing pleasure. Yeah, hey, I was listening to uh, a Tony Robbins' book the other day, and I think I mentioned this on another past episode before, but I'm not going to get the exact details right, but uh, Tony was talking about a study that was done by a university where they were giving uh, things away to people. So like, for example, the study group had the ability to give something to like a friend or a family member or to buy something for themselves. And then they were measuring the happiness. So like if you bought something for yourself, they would measure that happiness through, you know, their study questions and whatnot. And then you would go out and buy something and give it to a friend or a family member and then you would go out in the last one and buy something and give it to a total stranger. And when they measured those different happiness levels, and this is where I don't remember the exact length of time, but it was something along the lines of you buy something for yourself and it makes you happy for like a day or less. And then if you buy something for a friend or a family member, it would make you happy for like a couple of days. And then the one that was absolutely amazing to me, because you'd think it would be the friend or family member that made you the happiest, was actually when you'd buy something for a complete stranger, the happiness would last 10 times longer or something along those lines. It was like two or three weeks is what the happiness would last in comparison to buying something for yourself or for a friend or a family member. Exactly. Wow. That's that's amazing. That's that's really, really amazing. And, and that's exactly... Um, why philanthropy investing is so important because it allows the capitalist to say, hey, wait a minute, why I want all this money just for myself? What's the, what's the purpose of just having, you know, $100,000 convert into 120000 the next day and be 150 the next day or whatever, you know, behind the numbers in a computer or even gambling that money and throwing the way just to have a game to play you know, and while you're drinking some alcohol and whatever, why, why that when actually it's much more important and, and, and rewarding to actually use that money smartly to improve the, the condition of this planet, conquer this planet, and then we can see if we go to Mars or not. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's interesting that you brought up the Mars versus here thing, because you do focus on some educational spots like land, water, air, and food, which I know you've been mentioning because we haven't conquered the planet, and we do have these issues all across the planet of do we have the land that we need, pure water, there's tons of pure water issues, and of course, uh, that comes to the food and the air as well. So, you know, what really brought that around? I kind of have an idea of, you know, you got that vision and it brought you to seeing that there were these issues. But how are you guys tackling these issues and really what is driving you to focus on those on top of, you know, your real estate investing that you're doing? So what happened is that I was actually helping families own their home in 2014 till 2019. And then I had this idea that philanthropy investing was not was was now ready. It was another shower moment, you know, the shower moment that I told you before. Yeah. So it was it was a shower moment. So the the shower the shower moment was actually related to the now that philanthropy investors needed to go to a different industry to help different areas. I discovered some very cool facts, and that facts are that 6,000 kids actually die every day, single day in the world because of water-related diseases. 6,000 children? 6,000 children a day, yes, because of water-related diseases. It's a lot. And you can actually research that more. 80% of the water in the planet, in the planet Earth released and treated and the water infrastructure is crumbling across the humanity and so you see that when you go to these hotels and they say don't use the water of the you know uh, the system like when you go to the bathroom to even to wash your teeth uh you know don't even because they leave another bottle there for you to wash your teeth you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Where some some places that you go in countries and different areas where you can't use the actual water for any type of drinking or putting inside your body, only for like a shower. That's why they give you the water bottle. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, exactly. Yes. So imagine that they say that, but then the water in the shower that you are taking is going through your, you know, it's touching your skin. The skin is actually cells the cells of the skin are actually absorbing some of that water and, and taking it inside the body. The same thing the same thing happens when you actually put a cream in some part of the skin in order to heal something that is inside the, the body. You see what I mean? Yeah. So the, there is this water, huge crisis worldwide. And then another data I discovered was only 8% of places on Earth have good air quality. Eight. Oh, 8%. Eight, only 8% have good air quality across the planet. Yes. You're right now, wow. you are in your iPhone. You can actually go and say, uh, you are in your iPhone or whatever, you know, or you can Google it and say, hey, Siri, what's my air quality right now? Give me my air quality. And then she, Siri will tell you the air quality index of where you are. Or you can ask Siri, what is the air quality in New York? What is the air quality in every city that you want? And most, most of the cities of the world are already tracking this through the uh, Apple network. And so you can actually see it. But it's a, it's a true fact. So 8% of the cities of the world have good air quality, meaning that it's below 
uh, I will say below 20, like below 20 in the air quality index. Yes. Uh, that's incredible. Yes. And on the other side, you have 1 billion people that is suffer suffering from a hunger in the world or for bad, and there is another billion people that is not eating good quality food. Like, the food is messed up in the planet. Like, just let's confront it. Let's be real. Like the, the, Yeah, the, the that, of, that's a whole other subject, but I agree with you 100%. I've read all kinds yeah. of stuff, and, you know, we eat organic, and uh, there's a real reason why, but not everybody is able to do that, and so I, I understand where you're coming from because it is a real issue with the food especially. Exactly, exactly, my friend. And then on the other side, there is one billion uh, illiterates in the world, one billion illiterates. So how we are going to understand each other if we have one billion illiterates? Yeah, you know, that's an incredible number. Uh, I'm, I'm actually doing a uh, recording tomorrow with a woman who helps people in the U.S. with illiteracy. And her company is doing that because you, you'd be shocked. I mean, you'd think most people think, you know, hey, the U.S. is one of the most literate countries in the world. But even here, we still have a huge problem with it, much less throughout the rest of the world. I mean, a billion people, <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge percentage of the world. Yes, yes. It's a huge percentage of the world. And uh, another, on another note, 1.5 million, 1.5 million animals are euthanized every year just in the U.S. And the wilderness, you know, the race that all the animals that are in the, in the wild are wild animals, is decreasing at the velocity that is amazing. It's now it's, we are talking about just 25% um, of, the, of the wild nature animals, of the wild animals, is live versus 50 years ago, 25%. Wow. Well, here's the real question, Ivan. So we know that there's these huge issues, and you're throwing out some scary statistics out there, and 2020 is already a scary enough year that we're coming to a close on, right, with everything that's happening in the world with COVID and uh, all the political stuff. So I love what you're doing to try and help people, but let's bring this back to how do we start to even begin tackling these issues? Because it's not hopeless. Things aren't gone. And I know that's where you're getting to, but I just want to hear it from you. Like, what do we do now? Okay. So we have the different philanthro investing businesses and investment programs when everybody can come, learn, become a philanthro investor, and use that money instead of going to the casinos or instead of throwing that money away in alcohol or things that do not add any value really, actually harm more than help, directing your resources more towards the helping others, more towards the helping the humanity and the planet is the beginning of the shift, you know? When philanthropy becomes the number one strategy of the investment world, for this planet, now humanity will start to shift because money is the tool that we have in order to accomplish things. We created this planet that way. You know, we actually created this uh, resource called cash, and then the government print this cash, and then we use this cash to put it into things. So if we direct these resources ourselves, instead of going to throw away that or 
or you know speculating in the market towards something that it will improve the humanity and we get the financial return and then we try to actually live with the 50 or 60% of our income and use the other 50% to continue reinvesting in philanthropy investing systems or companies, in the long run, little by little, year by year after year, we will actually see a planet that starts to shift. Because these companies and these entrepreneurs are actually doing something for humanity. And so we are all supporting each other, directing the money correctly, and then getting a financial return. That's, that's being a philanthropic investor. And also getting the heartwarming moments because these companies, one of the things that they do is that they share with the philanthropic investor the creation that the philanthropic investor is doing with his money, what, he, what is happening with his money, what effect he's creating. He learns about it. He receives pictures about it. And that's the important part. I absolutely love it. And basically what you're getting down to is using your money that you have to not only better your life, but better the lives of those around you, just that giving back. And it's not always money, like money is always an important factor, but it can be your time as well, right? And just giving as much as you possibly can, because we are a community. And like you said at the beginning, you didn't find fulfillment in your life until you started connecting with other people and directing your businesses to serving other people. So it's just about maintaining those connections. And it's kind of funny, and I, I don't know how much of this you experience, but I've experienced it where we have all this social media technology nowadays, right? We have the ability to communicate via Zoom, via uh, you know the phone like we're doing right now or whatever. There's so many ways to talk to other people, but at the same time, so many people just feel disconnected. Because it's not the same as having that connection with other people that you get from service. So I just want, like, when people are looking at what you're doing and what everybody's doing out there, just, like, get back to the heart of, like, gratitude, grateful that we have what we have, and how can we share it with others, right? Yeah, you're totally right on that. And uh, that's the whole purpose of philanthropy investing, and, and I am inviting everyone to come to philanthropyinvestors.com, contact us. Uh, you can actually learn, get in a, you know, get a, a book, one of the Philanthropy Investor Series book, learn more about it. We are going to be launching courses, Philanthropy Investor courses pretty soon. And that's, that's where we are going and, and we're here for you, my friend. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. For anybody that is looking to find more about Philanthro Investors, like you said, go to philanthroinvestors.com. We'll also have a link in the show notes if you just want to go down there and click on it as well. Uh, as we wrap this up, though, Ivan, I just have a couple more quick questions for you that I always ask my guests. I, I think they're very interesting. Uh, the one is, what are you curious about? I am curious about uh, what others feel um, that they can do for others and what others feel they can do for the planet and helping that feeling become a reality. Love it. Last question. Is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't think to ask? Uh, no, I think you are amazing and you asked the correct questions and that's uh, I'm so glad that you invited me to your podcast. It's uh, so smart and and so helpful for others. It's a safe and sound uh, concept. It's uh, really something that we need in the humanity to have a more, you know, calm life 
where we feel safe and we feel sound with others and we connect with others and we can actually be more um, creative because when you actually are around in a safe and sound environment and you feel that you are doing safe and sound things, your creation comes, comes up, your inspiration comes up, everything is much better. So thank you for doing that, Sean. Thank you, Ivan. You actually explained that very well. Uh, and thank you very much for being on the show today. I really appreciate your time. And I, I absolutely love what you're doing out there. And for those of you that are listening, thank you again for listening to another episode of the Safe and Sound podcast. As Ivan was just saying, uh, we're here to help you build a safe and sound lifestyle. And Ivan, I don't know if I, I mentioned this to you, but uh, some of you that have listened to a couple other shows, you know that I'm a martial artist and a lot of that safe and sound might not sound like it comes from the martial arts thinking, but it does. And so when I say safe and sound lifestyle, what I'm talking about is kind of what Ivan said. It's about a foundation. And in, to relate it back to like martial arts, that foundation is having that skill set of self-defense and self-improvement so that you can be safe and sound, which allows you to go out and take risks and go out and be creative, like Ivan was saying. So everybody that's listening, uh, we're trying to bring people to you from all different walks of life that are trying to serve and trying to help you. So thanks again for listening today, and thanks again for being on the show, Ivan. Thanks for listening to Safe and Sound Radio with Sean Sparkman. Sean Sparkman. If you have questions or would like to suggest a topic for future shows, contact Sean at 313-246-9278 or visit the website at www.safeandsoundretirement.net. That's www.safeandsoundretirement.net. I must leave. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.